the CSS profile formula, if you're spending $80,000 to send your child to school, you can be with, with one student in school, you can make over $350,000, which is a huge salary, but to, you can qualify for some need-based financial aid. It's only going to bring your cost of college from 80 down to 70. But if you have two kids in college, it might bring that $80,000 college down to 50. So I say that to say many families are like, I'm not even going to apply. I'm not going to qualify for any need-based financial aid. They're like, oh no, there's a, there is money out there. And certainly there's families that have income and assets that they will not qualify for need-based, but some colleges look at it also, and they'll, you can look at the website to find out, but they consider it for merit aid. Also, some private scholarships actually ask for the CSS profile because they want to use that information to determine whether you qualify for a private scholarship, which might have a combination of need and merit. While the free application for federal student aid or the FAFSA may be familiar to your family, the lesser known CSS profile is required by about 300 colleges and universities for your team to qualify for financial aid from the school. And your student may very well be applying to one of these schools requiring it. For 25 years, my friend Beatrice Schultz has been working with families to design college financial plans that help minimize out-of-pocket expenses, maximize aid eligibility, and navigate the paying for the college process. She's going to give you much of the same information and tips she provides to the families she works with to be certain your family doesn't miss out on financial aid, including my favorite, free money. I'm Lisa Marker Robbins, and I want to welcome you to College and Career Clarity, a Flourish Coaching production. Let's dive right in to a great conversation. Beatrice, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Lisa. Great to be here. Oh, I, I love hanging out with my friends. I mean, we just talked for how long catching up longer than we're going to even record this, which is the funny part. So you were ba on back, I think at the end of 2022, along with another friend of ours, Beth Walker, where we were talking about recession proofing the college bound journey and advice that the two of you have working on the financial side. That was a fantastic podcast. If anybody missed it, we're going to link to it in the show notes to be sure they get it. But this time we're going to be super specific with financial aid and talk about this CSS profile. So how many schools? It, it's about 300, right? Did I get that right at the intro? Yeah, I've, I've heard 250 to 300, but more and more schools are signing up. So it probably is closer to 300 now. Schools that use this extra application for financial aid that is specifically designed for institutional aid, not government aid. The FAFSA is designed for all the governments to be um, to be able to offer their state grants and federal grants, and schools use it for institutional aid also. But the CSS profile is only for institutional aid, meaning extra money beyond what the government will offer for families in financial aid. And so let's go back for a sec. So on the, the money that the government offers, the most common would be the uh, federal student loan that students can get, any student can get regardless of income, right? Yeah. 
So the federal student aid would include Pell Grants, which are true grants, and that's going to be for families that qualify based on lower income and assets. Then the next would be student loans, which will be loans that are in the name of the student. And based on how their financial information, there may be interest-free while they're in college loans or interest-bearing loans. Every student who completes the FAFSA qualifies for those loans. It also qualifies for families for parent loans for undergraduate students. So those are plus loans. And the FAFSA information is pulled by the states. So many states have state grant programs, usually not extra loan programs or grant programs based like in California, the Cal grant program, uh, which so all of that information is key to be pulled from the FAFSA. Okay. And I I do want to say our friend Beth Walker was on about a month before this episode. So at the end of August, the August 29th episode uh, with Beth really talked about the upcoming changes to the FASTO that we're not going to take time for today, but that's episode 85 and it came out on August 29th, 2023. So that money that you just talked about, and Beth talks about qualifying for that money in her episode that is given by the federal government. So the money that the schools who say, yep, fill out the CSS profile, the money that's going to qualify you for comes directly from the school. Yeah. And when we say directly from the schools, it's from the school endowment. It truly is people don't, people, alumni, companies donating to the school and creating scholarships and grants to help kids fund this originally it was traditionally a private school, meaning the, so you need to, it's going to cost more. So there's, it's, there's a higher income level to where you may get some need-based financial aid, but today public schools use the CSS profile also just to collect more information, to make sure the appropriate students are getting the aid that they may qualify for. The CSS profile asks many more questions than the FAFSA does. So I, and I'll link in the show notes to the list of schools. So, you know, would you advise that, you don't you can ignore that list of schools during the college bound process until it's the senior year when you're getting ready to go, or should families familiarize themselves in the sophomore or junior year, if they're going to be applying to a, a CSS school? I think it's really important be, well, there's a critical time point, which is, the January of your sophomore year in high school. And that's going to be the year, that'll be the first year that's going to count for income and assets for qualifying for a lot of this financial aid. So every family should know if any school they're considering is asking for the CSS profile. The reason is they're going to be asking for more information. So there can be strategies around income and assets that you might be able to make your application look more preferred. As an example, the CSS profile is going to ask about home equity. So if you're like, wow, that's where everything is in our family, I need to be prepared that it's possible that the school that's going to perhaps count home equity in their formula, we may not get as much financial aid. So doesn't mean we're not going to apply, but we can't call that a financially safe option. And the other part is, If you have two families, a a divorced family, and then you'll have two households that both have to report for the CSS profile. So uh, some of the schools that only consider the primary family, which now we're no longer calling the custodial family for the FAFSA, we're calling it the parent that supports most financially. 
if it matters that both parents are going to impact the financial aid formula, some families choose to even screen or definitely consider that those schools ask for more information may um, may definitely make it uh, may not become a financially safe school. There is opportunity for, for professional judgment. So I don't like people to take the school off the list, but I want them to recognize it as not being financially safe. Well, it's just being a wise yeah. I mean, it's just being a wise consumer and having your eyes wide open. Yeah. Um, you know, because we've had on previous episodes or where we've really looked at like the elements that go into building a healthy college list and having a budget established, to your point, even really by the sophomore year, and if you're listening to this and you have a junior or a senior, you really need to get your your budget in mind now, but having your budget in mind. So there's the budget part, you know, you're talking about financially safe schools, which I would say you're saying like, well, that's a school that it looks like you would qualify for enough aid for it to be in your budget. It's not going to go over budget, you know, and then there's looking at the school as far as it's an academic fit. Can you get in? So those are the two, those are two really important things. Can we afford it? Can we get in? The focus of my work being, do they, do have I identified the right major and do they have that major? Are they reputable for that major? And then what I would say is the uh, least important one, which is that social fit, right? Does it feel like home to me? And I think that a lot of families lead with that where these other three areas are vitally important. And so I like that. I definitely think that third pillar is the financial pillar. And unfortunately, sometimes academically safe schools, as an example, which may be out of state public schools, sometimes will be not financially safe, especially not for the level of education. For some families, if they're hoping for need-based financial aid, as an example, that might be a case where you're like, okay, it's safe that you'll get into the school, but let's be careful because that's not financially safe because there will be no financial aid there. So now you're going to be paying $50,000 for that education and your budget's only 45. So let's make sure we're making the right choice. I love that. So the federal, the FAFSA is going to just look at income really. CSS profile, you've mentioned that they're going to take a deeper look. So I'm guessing it takes longer to complete, right? It does take longer to complete. And there's many questions that are in smart questions. So if you if you say yes, there's going to be another 10 questions that might show up. So things that are reported, and especially because Beth talked about the simplification of the FAFSA. So the FAFSA now will only need a tax return they aren't even going to ask you for information such as what would be on your W-2. So the CSS profile is going to say, how much are you contributing to your 401k? They're going to ask these types of questions. They're going to ask information about um, what do you have for untaxed income that's not showing up on your tax return. They're going to ask for tax returns for your business if you have if you're if you have a, a corporation that you're running or any kind of business, sole prop business. That now the sole prop will be on your original tax return, but any type of corporate or LLC would be the details would not be on your tax return. And there's also a paragraph which is very valuable, which is called the special circumstances, where in that paragraph you can explain if there's any financial information you've shared 
perhaps because it was two years old, because of when you last time you filed a tax return, that today is different. And that is a very important paragraph that the FAFSA doesn't allow. So I believe as an example, let's say you today are divorced, but when you filed your tax return, you had a filed joint tax return two years ago because as parents, you were married. So that can be very difficult to navigate with a traditional FAFSA process. The CSS profile allows you to explain that and enter the information. It's not pulling financial information from the IRS website. I mean, that that part of it's kind of like feeling wise might make people feel better because when you're just uploading a tax return, it's like you want to go, yeah, yeah, but in a and then the CSS profile is like, okay, explain that. I mean, I've heard other examples of things that might need to be explained would be like uh, a financial, what looks like a financial windfall, but it could be what a rollover that you took that on it's there on paper, but it actually rolled somewhere else. What are some other like circumstances? It could also be a bonus. Perhaps you lost your job and you got a severance check. And since then, you've been unemployed. I mean, the numbers can be so off. Or you just had a big year because you had a severance check. Then you got, and you used that money to pay for your eldest child to go to college. So there's nothing left. And now you're, so income changes is is a big factor. Um, Family size might be, like you're allowed to now say, grandma and grandpa moved in and we're we're paying a thousand two thousand dollars a month to help them be in long-term care i mean those types of extra expenses or income there's a specific line in the css profile about medical expenses which you so that's not even the special circumstances paragraph you know so you could say we've had an expensive medical we've expensive medical expenses that make a difference for our family and that's why it looks like we have more disposable income than we can You also get to report if you're paying for tuition for private high school and other colleges, which now the FAFSA's, they still ask if you have more than one child in college, but we're we're assuming, most experts are assuming with the FAFSA, there's going to have to be a professional judgment to go and say, hey, it's really expensive for my family. I'm paying for two now, which is one of the changes that's happening with the FAFSA, but the CSS profile is still collecting that information. And we've seen historically most colleges take that into account when they're offering financial aid. So these colleges, I mean, they're really just, you said it earlier, they're trying to be more fair, really to look, take a deep dive on your family's finances to, to be sure that the people who should be getting free money, so grants, and accessible loans from the institutions, loans are going to have to be repaid, but they don't necessarily offer them to everybody, that they're getting able to take advantage of this. And remember, most states in the U.S., once your income's over, most states and federally, once your income's over 100000 well, actually, federally, once your income's over 60000 you wouldn't get any federal aid like the Pell Grant. In, mo- in many states, up to 100, maybe 110000 income, you won't get any free money from the states. I mean, this is a lot of Americans are below 100000 though. That, so they, right. there's a lot of money that's there for the fast move with the government. But the CSS profile formula, if you're spending $80,000 to send your child to school, you can be with with one student in school, you can make over $350,000, which is a huge salary. 
but to, you can qualify for some need-based financial aid. It's only going to bring your cost of college from 80 down to 70. But if you have two kids in college, it might bring that $80,000 college down to 50. So I say that to say many families are like, I'm not even going to apply. I'm not going to qualify for any need-based financial aid. They're like, oh no, there's a, there is money out there. And certainly there's families that have income and assets that they will not qualify for need-based. But some colleges look at it also and they'll, you can look at the website to find out, but they consider it for merit aid. Also, some private scholarships actually ask for the CSS profile because they want to use that information to determine whether you qualify for a private scholarship, which might have a combination of need and merit. So it's really wise. Your advice to everybody is fill it out. I mean, as you as you said that about you could make 300000 which is a very high income. And still, in some scenarios, depending on the details of your application and that school, qualify for some need-based aid. And somebody might be thinking, well, $10,000 to somebody making $300,000, like, but take the free money, you know, whether it's a vacation or a project for your home or you're investing it in your retirement, like, take the free money. You're leaving money on the table. It's so interesting how we all, we get so caught up with this college being so expensive that we're like, what's the difference of a thousand bucks, $5,000. And then on the the next turn, we're going out of our way to save a penny on gas, you know? So there's certain things that we think we can control because we see two gas stations and we're like, I can go to that gas station. That's less expensive. We often can be overwhelmed by the cost of college that we don't even want to manage it down to that level, but you want to give yourself grace. Yes. A thousand dollars makes a difference. Nobody makes so much money. I shouldn't say that, but most people notice $10,000. It's a thousand dollars a month. Right? So, and many families, it makes a huge difference. So it is a time to have a real consciousness about these 1,000 here, 1,000 there, it's a huge amount of money. And if you think about kids working, they might only make a couple thousand in the summer. It's a difference between, you know, it's for kids, $1,000 is so much, but they can't even fathom 80,000, 50,000, 30,000 that they don't even appreciate the number. So I think, yes, everybody should get it, should, should make sure they recognize any way that they can reduce the cost of college. I love your analogy of the gas station. That is so true. It's like, it just feels like it's so big. Why try? You mentioned, you know, so we were just talking about everybody should apply. Let's talk for a second. Then I've got another question for you, but let's talk for a second about when do you apply for this? Do you apply every year like the FAFSA? So give us just the down and dirty details about when does this open for application? Because Beth had just educated us on normally the FAFSA is available in, on October 1st. And this year, the government's saying it will not be available until December 1st. So what what's the timeline on the CSS? So the CSS profile becomes available on October 1st. So I recommend October 1st, families with seniors that are going to be going to college next year, get on the website. You can start filling it in. You can save it. You can go back to it. Just get a feeling and take a look at the guidelines of all the information you're going to need to have to share. The when So the one thing for the CSS profile, 
The FAFSA rules for when they're due, which tend to be for many public schools in March, but many private schools might want them in January or February. The pri- many schools with CSS profile actually have deadlines. The earliest you see might be October 15th, November 1st, November 15th. Commonly, that's if you're applying early action or early decision in the school. This is the rule that I tell my client, my clients, my friends, this is the trip to know. Assume the financial aid is due when your application is due. Check the school to make sure which schools. They never require the financial information before the application is due. They could be due the same day. Sometimes the financials due one or two weeks later. So when you think of an example of applying early action or early decision and some of the um, many schools who have an early action or early decision option absolutely require the financial aid through the CSS profile because they want to help the kids to make a decision and the families. So they're offering financial aid offers with that early decision or early action offer. For sure with early decision, nobody's going to want to accept the decision, which says I'm paying full price with not, without giving them financial aid. So with every school, first you take a look at that link that Lisa shared to say, which of my schools need the CSS profile? Then you go into those websites and double check the deadlines. But if you're thinking early action or early decision, many of those schools are going to be November 1st or November 15th deadlines. Yeah, I mean, the earliest college application deadline in the U.S. is October 15th. There are schools that have rolling. There aren't a ton of schools that are October 15th. But there's I'm trying to remember. I feel like there's one, like, I know that surprised me when I saw it. There was one that had, like, typically, I think, November 1st and November 15th. There, but well, check I can think of, like, off the top of my head, I think, like, University of South Carolina, Clemson, University of uh, Georgia Tech's early action for Georgia students. So check, always check your deadlines, but I love that. You don't even really have to check the deadline for the CSS profile if you just assume it's the same day and you're prepared. Is there anything that families should do ahead of, I mean, this is, okay, we're going to drop this. This is August that we're recording, but it's going to become available on September 26th, this episode. But before they sit down, is there anything that you encourage them to gather up to make it easier? Yeah, what's going to happen is when you file the CSS Pro, so it's it's one um, it's one form, CSS profile, you list the colleges and some colleges will ask some extra questions. Also, if you, when the, co- the colleges, before you even accept, or the students accepted, are sometimes going to ask you to actually upload some of the financial information. So you absolutely need your tax returns, W-2s. And when I say tax returns, you need to have your tax returns for your personal as well as any business tax returns and W-2s if you have them from work and 1099s if that's how you're paid. Those are the key income ones. And then you do need to know what all your assets are. So I recommend pulling all the statements as of September 30th and you're ready to go. Now, if a family has a sophomore or junior, you know, you had said, like, if you're even thinking about these schools, and this is why I try to encourage people, like, start thinking about the schools earlier, right? Start thinking about what might be on the list 
Do you have any advice to families with sophomores and juniors? Or maybe their oldest is a senior, but, you know, it's common that somebody has another kid two or three years later. They've got to also have a freshman or a sophomore. What advice? I really, I really recommend using the net price calculators on the college websites. And sometimes they actually use the College Board CSS profile for you to answer the questions. So the concept of a net price calculator, every college has one. Some are a little out of date. Some are a little archaic. But, but you can go to any college, type in net price calculator, Stanford University, and then it'll allow you to go through the calculator to set an expectation of what you expect for financial aid. It'll also ask questions similar to CSS profile. So you're prepared to be like, oh, I'm going to have to answer that question. I got to think about it. So that's what I recommend doing if you've got uh, freshmen and juniors uh, or Anyone, before you're ready to file, just go into every school and do them. And I actually recommend doing the net price calculator, saving it as a PDF, because sometimes we'll use those net price calculator reports to help with our appeal if the college doesn't offer as much as their calculator had said. Oh, there's another episode, appealing if the net price calculator doesn't line yeah. up. Okay, well, we'll have to do that one in the future, for sure. Like the FAFSA, do you have to submit the CSS profile every year that your student's in college, or is this a once and done in their senior year of high school? Most colleges require that it's done every year. If a, con if a student does not qualify for any financial aid and they end up paying full price, for example, it's a college that only offers need-based aid and they don't qualify for any need-based aid, then oftentimes client students will not apply. But if you even got a penny of financial aid, likely you're going to have to do it every year. And unfortunately, unlike the FAFSA that saves your answers, you're starting from scratch every year. So it's not, it's, a, it's cumbersome. You got to set aside a nice Saturday or a rainy Saturday to do it. Well, so great advice, everybody. October 1st, it becomes available if you have a senior. They have it submitted before your students' college application deadlines. And Beatrice, if families want to connect with you, I know you've got a great monthly newsletter. You work with families privately. Where's the best place for them to find you? Which we'll also put in the show notes. But Yes. So go to my you? website, westfacecollegeplanning.com. You can sign up for the newsletter and you can also take a look at a lot of blogs that I have on the website. I've got some uh, guest blogs from Lisa's on my site too. So we've had some nice cross-pollination. But that's the best way to go. And anyone's welcome to, to get my newsletter and, or connect with me on Facebook, westfacecollegeplanning.com. Wonderful. Thanks, Beatrice. Thanks so much, Lisa. What a treat. I'm all about being in line for free money, especially when it comes from paying for college. So for your college bound challenge this week, in addition to checking out the list of the 300 or so schools that use the CSS profile, which remember I'm linking to in the show notes, I like what Beatrice suggested for all families, regardless of what grade your student is in right now. Head to the CSS profile, create an account, and then look through the questions to get you thinking about how colleges will evaluate your application for financial aid. And because every family should be at the front of the line for scholarships, grants, and low interest loans, share this episode with a friend who's also sending their teen to college in the near future. 
Thank you for listening to the College and Career Clarity Podcast, where I help your family move from overwhelmed and confused to motivated, clear, and confident about your teen's future.